The word of the Lord from Luke chapter 7. Jesus said, therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. Maybe seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. This account from Luke chapter 7. The occasion of a dinner and an uninvited guest. Let's take a moment and perhaps try to reflect on what may have been taking place, maybe what was heard, and perhaps even what may have been smelled. She should not have been there, you know. She was not welcome. She certainly had not been invited. She didn't belong. She didn't have anything in common with any of the other guests at the fancy dinner party. She was not one of them. In fact, her very presence raised eyebrows, turned heads, prompted, whispered exchanges. They all knew who she was, Or rather, they knew what type of woman she was. She should not have been there. But she was. Why? And if her very presence at this gathering was enough to create a stir, then it was her behavior at that gathering that was sure to provide great fodder for the small town's gossip column. Not just for the next morning, but for days to come, even longer, perhaps. Those who were there would later say that it was like nothing else they had ever seen before, or since. Here they were, prominent respected, dignified members of the community attending a wonderful dinner party in the home of one of their own, Simon, a respected religious leader who had invited a special guest to join them. And not just any guest. This one was the talk of the town, as they say. Well, actually, he was a talk of the whole region. Stories were coming in that, that there were some amazing things happening. Miraculous things, some were saying. Unbelievable things. There was supposedly this itinerant preacher-teacher sort. A rabbi, I guess you'd call him. Who, has, who was drawing crowds of literally thousands of people. Stories were being spread that he was doing miracles. He had apparently healed a blind man and restored his sight. He had made a crippled man walk again. And yes, there was a rumor that he had even brought someone back from the dead. 
needless to say, this promised to be one of the most exciting evenings in this town's in the recent past. Some had used his, Simon had used his political and his religious connections to extend a dinner invitation to this preacher. And amazingly, he accepted. The guests who had arrived early, not wanting to miss a minute of the potential excitement, were filled with anticipation as the appointed time drew near. Finally, the rabbi came. Introductions took place. First impressions were made. And I must tell you that those who talked about it later were surprisingly underwhelmed with their first impression of this rabbi. First of all, he introduced himself as Jesus from Nazareth. Hardly an impressive place to be from. Secondly, he just seemed so plain and ordinary. He was not like one of those people that comes and commands a room and and whose personality just takes over. But still, they said there was something about him that made you want to listen and to hear more. Everyone took their places at the table. It was going to be a good evening. But that's when she came in. Again, she should not have been there. But she was. At first they thought it was one of the servants. Then they thought perhaps a case of mistaken identity or somebody showing up at the wrong address. But then they recognized her. It was, it was the local, it, it was the local, well, let's just say she practiced the oldest profession in the world. Certainly she would be escorted out, shown the door, and this whole embarrassing situation for Simon would be quickly forgotten. But that is not what happened. Instead, Just when it seemed that Simon was about to take action, he stopped. The woman who was crying and in obvious distress didn't come begging to him for money, but she went right past Simon. And she came up right behind the honored guest, the rabbi, where he was reclining at the table. She fell on her knees and began carrying on. Even louder and more distressing than before. What would the rabbi do? Everyone wanted to know how he would handle this. It was his call now. How he would get rid of her. And how he would get out of this situation. Would speak volumes. As to what kind of a rabbi he truly was. All eyes were on him. But he did nothing. The woman was holding on to his feet and sobbing. 
Her hair, which any respectable woman would have had pinned back, was hanging all over the place, and she was using her tears to wipe, to wet his feet and her hair to wipe them dry. Some even thought that in between her sobs, they saw her kissing his feet. What was going on? I mean, this was crazy. This type of behavior did not happen. At least, it shouldn't. Did they know each other? And if so, what a scandal. A rabbi and this type of woman? This had to stop. But it didn't. The rabbi just reclined there, letting it continue hardly paying any attention to what was happening as if this was something that he experienced every day. And if that were not enough, there was the ointment. It was bad enough to hear her carrying on and sobbing and kissing his feet, but when she brought out that flask of ointment and poured it on his feet, well, I mean, not that it smelled awful or anything, but... It was overpowering. The fragrance absolutely filled the room and it was um, just a bit much. Here these guests were being subjected to behaviors and sights and now smells that they had not wanted. And yet, there they were. If any of them had wanted to leave, we will never know. Because not one of them did. Perhaps they wanted to see what was going to happen next. They wanted to see what was going to take place. What would the rabbi do? What would Simon do? The tension was building. And poor Simon. I mean, what a tough spot to be in. You're doing a nice thing, inviting a rabbi for dinner with some nice guests. And you get a terribly inappropriate party crasher. And a rabbi who should have known better, but didn't seem to care. Can anyone say awkward? Simon certainly felt awkward as he squirmed in his spot. He must have been weighing his options very carefully and had just about made up his mind to act when unexpectedly the rabbi broke his silence. Simon, he said, I have something to say to you. Well, say it, teacher. Please, anything to break this this whatever's going on here. Simon perhaps thought. The rabbi spoke. A certain moneylender had two debtors. The one owed him 500 denarii, which would translate in today's money to somewhere around $35,000. And the other owed him 50 denarii, about $3,500. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. 
Now which of them will love him more? Whether Simon knew what to think of this little story and this question-answer session is not known. He seemed to be caught off guard for just a split second, but recovered nicely, his guest said later. As he responded, the one, I suppose, who, for whom the canceled the larger debt. No one realized it at the time. But Simon had just made the point that the teacher was trying to drive home. You have judged rightly, Jesus said. Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. The impact of the teacher's words were not realized right away. But once it was, it turned everything upside down. The rabbi had the gall to compare the sinful woman's actions with those of Simon. And not only that, he was implying that her actions were in some way more acceptable than his. But what really got the dinner guests fired up was what Jesus said to the woman directly. Everyone there reported the same thing. He turned directly to this sinful woman who was carrying on and he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. No one could believe what they were hearing. No one had the right or power to forgive sins Except God. Was this man claiming to be God? If so, then he had to die. Any man who claimed to be God was guilty of blasphemy. A crime punishable by death. And that would be the teacher's fate. But not on this day. She was not supposed to be there. We have established that, haven't we? So why was she there? Why did she do what she did? Some say it was desperation. She had nothing. 
and therefore she had nothing to lose. So she decided to throw herself at the mercy of someone she thought could help her. That's possible. Some say she was trying to earn God's favor somehow by impressing his rabbi with her emotion and devotion. That too is possible. But it wouldn't work. No. I think that why she was there and why she did what she did was because of love. Perhaps she had never experienced it before. And certainly not in the way that it had been offered to her. Someone who would have mercy on her. Someone who didn't put up with all the political correctness and the social etiquettes and all of the the rules and regulations about what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to speak and what we are supposed to feel. Someone who was real. Someone who knew her for what she was and didn't dismiss her and didn't discard her, didn't treat her like a less than but who proclaimed to her as he had to the whole crowds that God loved her and forgave her. She did not know how to respond except by what she did. All she knew was that she needed to be near that rabbi. That she would get the most extravagant possession that she had. This this ointment that stunk up the place. Her tears, her hair. And do whatever she could to show her love for her Savior. Whatever happened to her, we don't know. But we do know that she loved much because she knew how much she had been forgiven. Simon? It's not clear. Some believe that he continued in his waves, that this visit from Jesus made really no impact Others claim that he was a changed man after that, coming to realize that though he was so much different than this, quote, sinful woman, yet in many ways he was just the same. And that he too had been forgiven much. And so he also loved much. How much have you been forgiven? Show that kind of love. In Jesus' name, amen.
And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.